podcasting from Mount Pleasant, Utah. This is the Sampete Horse Training Podcast. Sampete Horse Training's mission statement is simple, to send home a respectful, well-rounded, and well-broke horse that can handle a variety of situations. Hi, this is Eric Dent with Sampete Horse Training. Today's topic is problems that you may encounter with the first five rides on a colt. We've got three horses here at the company right now that are within the first uh, 10 or so rides and so we've done several within the last week where we've done the you know the first handful of rides on these colts two of them are mustangs through our buy a mustang program and then another one is a quarter horse gilding that is here um, as a client's horse that we're training for that individual so all three of these horses are two-year-olds and as we've been training them, it just got me thinking about this topic. Um, what problems can you run into with the first five or so rides with these colts when you put, uh, put the rides on them? So uh, first of all, I think it's interesting that a lot of our customers that bring horses to us will bring them to us because they've tried to start them on their own and something has gone wrong. Um, and I'm always a little bit amazed at how little work these horses have had done on them prior to people getting on and trying to ride them. So as I talk about the problems that we've encountered with these three horses that, that we're dealing with, um, I'm talking about it more from a perspective of these horses have had anywhere from about 10 to 15 days of groundwork. And then we're doing... Uh, the riding after that. And so they're very well prepared. When I say 10 to 15 days, basically that's um, 10 to 15 days of at least an hour and a half, um, sometimes more like two to three hours a day, um, probably averaging about an hour and 45 minutes, I would say per day for that 10 to 15 days. And then we are riding them after that. During those 10 to 15 days, there's probably at least five days where the horse has been saddled. And then when we start riding, um, we try to do at least the first three rides in a row without a day off. So what problems have we run into? Well, there have been a handful and they've been minor, um, but they are problems and they're things that we've had to deal with. So uh, first of all, the uh, this little sorrow gilding that we've got that is a quarter horse gilding, um, he is a very, very sensitive horse, very, just very extremely sensitive, kind of like more of a cutting bread type horse, just really feely and wouldn't necessarily call him super hot blooded, but he's pretty sensitive. And um, this horse has actually done very well. We've had very few problems with him. Um, And I would say the only thing that was really uh, all that major at all was that he was very, very uh, stiff and reactive towards lateral flexion. This was a bit of a preparation problem, but when we got in the saddle and he started having some of the, you know, movement that he wasn't used to having with us asking him to flex and, and move at the same time, he got really stiff in the face and wanted to kind of throw his head up in the air and be a little bit reactive about that. Now that particular problem is one that is typically fixed on the ground by teaching them to laterally flex. It's a problem that typically is, um, even in the more kind of uh, uh, 
I don't know how to put this. They're just really, really kind of hard in the face. Like they just don't really naturally come off of that halter pressure or the hackamore pressure or bit pressure. Um, it's typically fixed on the ground before we ever get to this point. Um, and like I said before, we didn't probably prep him as good as we could have for this. Um, and so how do we fix it? Basically doing a lot of lateral flexion on the ground. So this is this can be anything from truly flexing them while they're standing there. But it also can be things like lunging them and making sure that they're not pulling their head out of a circle. Um, you know, running them between you and a, and a panel and then asking them to yield their hindquarters. Um, and then go the opposite direction. Basically anything where there's pressure on the halter that is pulling their, their head to the side can fix this particular problem. Um, with this horse, we focused the first three rides. We did a lot of work on trying to get this out of him. And the way that we did this was we would ask him to flex and then yield his hindquarters and move. And we wouldn't let his face out of that position until he gave to that pressure and softened a little bit then we'd let him out and let him walk um, and we did the same thing uh, at the trot as well as just a little bit at the lope and because he's so sensitive he picked it up very quickly and by the time we got to the arena we really didn't have any problems with this um, and so that's a, a problem that you may occasionally see and if you're seeing it consistently it means you're not doing enough on the ground to get them ready for it but it is something that um can be fixed fairly quickly even if there's a little bit of a problem when they're under saddle interestingly this this same problem kind of develops with kid horses um i've got this paint gilding that we bought back in i think it was 2013 he's about 19 years old now and he's just a really super good steady eddy type of a kid horse that that can take just about anything um as far as uh, being safe for kids um but obviously kids like to be in the horse's mouth all the time. And so this horse has started to develop this habit where it'll kind of pull his, his face forward to kind of get the kids out of his mouth. And he can, he can kind of yank the, the reins out of their mouth. And, and, uh, you know, so even in broke horses, you can, you can kind of develop this problem inadvertently, especially when you have inexperienced people on the horse. But basically what you do to get that out of them is, is, you know, same thing. Don't release that pressure until they give, laterally in whatever exercise you're asking them to do. Um, the second horse is uh, also a sorrel gilding. He's a Mustang, two-year-old Mustang that we picked up about, uh, it's probably been about three weeks ago. Um, he had his, let's see, I think it was his fourth ride yesterday. Um, and this horse is, is uh, he's interesting. He has got a lot of really good forward motion um, so he he was not hard to get to lope in the arena or in the round pen um, he's generally pretty easy going he wasn't too spooky about anything um, he did try when we he was really good for the on the first ride for the for the first part we were walking him as soon as the trainer asked him to trot he uh kind of acted like that was a little bit worrisome to him and the trainer immediately pulled his head around and as he pulled the head around the horse kind of started to hop a little bit and I don't really know if this would have ended up being a buck we didn't really let him get to that point but I think it could have um, but basically it was just him being worried by the you know the the different feeling of, of a rider in the saddle um, as far as going you know the difference from between a, a walk and a trot 
And so this trainer that was riding him was a fairly big guy. Um, and this horse is, you know, probably only 950, maybe a thousand pounds. He's just a two year old. So he's a little bit smaller. And so, you know, that extra weight up there moving around was a little bit concerning to him. Basically we just pulled his head around and then went right back at it. And he never had a problem after that. But the one thing that this horse did do that was very annoying was he kept trying to drag our knees off the round pen fence. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people build these round pens where they're narrow at the bottom and, and wide at the top. And I suppose that keeps you from getting your knees whacked. But I, I kind of prefer just to have a straight up round pen, you know, straight vertical round pen on the side panels. Um, because I want to teach them not to do that. I don't want them dragging my knees off trees or off of a fence in the arena or, you know, big rock while we're riding or something like that. I want them to respect that space. And so um, with this problem, what we did is we got him up to the trot, and then as soon as he would start to drag our knees off the fence, we'd, we'd jerk his face into the, into the panel and let him kind of whack his nose on it. And after just a handful of um, times of doing that, he started to realize it really wasn't that much fun to drag our knees off the fence, and um, he, he went away from that, that behavior. Um, the worst horse I've ever seen that has done this was a little two-year-old filly that we started last year. And she didn't do it in the round pen, but as soon as we got in the arena, she'd, she'd kind of, you know, sneak her way over there and then try to whack your knees off the fence. And, and it seemed like the timing was never good. We'd go to pull her, pull her face around, and she'd already kind of know it was coming, and she, so she'd come off the fence, and it wasn't really that effective. But I can still remember this one day we were loping down the fence and she started to drift over towards it and was getting me within about two inches. And so I, I waited until I come to a vertical post on the, on the fence and I, and I pulled her face into it and she, and she hit her face on that, that post and she never tried that again after that one time. Um, and so, uh, it's a very effective method to get them to stop doing that. They just have to realize that they can't get that close to something. Um, another method that you can use, and this is primarily kind of a trail riding thing, is when you're up on the mountain and you, you're passing by trees and the horse is trying to knock your knees off the trees, you're at a higher uh, point than the horse is, and so you have a lot of leverage on them. So you can push off of the tree and actually make them physically move sideways. Even a really big horse, you can get them to move by pushing off the tree because you're so much higher that you got kind of that, that leverage advantage point. And so... Um, this is something that we were able to fairly easily fix on this gilding, but it was uh, kind of an interesting thing that we hadn't seen for quite some time. We very rarely see this in the round pen, but this is one horse that did try to do it. He was kind of doing a little more towards the gate, which would suggest that, you know, he was starting to figure out that the gate was where the rest was. So he's kind of collapsing into the round pen fence as he was headed towards the, towards the gate, and that was probably why that was developed. That habit was developed in him, so... The third horse uh, is a two-year-old Mustang Bay gilding. We've had him for about the same amount of time. We also did the third or the fourth ride on him yesterday. So he's had three rides in the round pen and then one in the arena. Um, and this horse was perfect for the first three rides. Really, really good in the round pen. Just really excellent. And in fact, probably the single most light in the face colt I've ever had at this stage. He is two finger light on his Hackmore pressure lateral and vertical already this horse is just really sensitive he's been a lot of fun to train took him over to the arena last night and put the first ride on him in the arena and that's where the problem started to develop with him 
And this one also is kind of a, a lack of preparation, maybe just a little bit on the ground. Again, it wasn't a big deal, but it was something that we probably could have fixed a little bit better. And that was that when we would kick him into the lope, he would kick out. And he did this about uh, five times. And one of the times was really interesting. First time I've ever seen a horse do this where he actually was already loping and loping fairly smoothly and then kicked out right in the middle of the lope. And I'd never seen that before. Usually a horse will kick out when you ask them to lope, which is what he did the other four times. Um, and this is just kind of a pissy attitude. They're basically flipping you the bird in their mind. Um, you're asking them to lope and they're cranky. They don't really want to have to work. And so how do you fix that? You basically force them into the lope. And so you got to be a confident enough rider to, to get them through this um, and kind of know where that balance is. You don't want to just crack them over the butt with your with your, uh, you know, the end of your, your reins because they might launch you, but at the same time you can't sit and just tap them. you got to make them lope. And so I loped this horse for about 20 minutes yesterday, and I used the idea of release of pressure, meaning getting off of him, um, as a way to try to help to fix this problem. So I got him right at the very end of the ride uh, loping very well, and then I went ahead and pushed him even harder so he was loping a pretty good clip and then I kind of made him run and then as soon as he started to dig in and really try to accelerate then I stopped him and got off so that release of pressure will absolutely make a big difference for today I'm not saying he won't kick out today but I would pretty much guarantee that there's going to be less of it and that he'll be more willing to move we see this in probably one out of every five or six, maybe 10 colts that we start where they'll try to kick out. The way that you fix this on the ground is to round pen them and get them to where when you point, they lope. I mean, just absolutely immediately just take off and they're super, super serious about getting out and moving. And um, so that's how you fix that. Now, interestingly, this horse was actually pretty good at round penning. Uh, but I think there was probably a little bit of improvement that we could have done on that. Just a little bit more of a yes, sir type of an attitude when you point and he just really digs in and goes. Um, and so that's probably something we could have done just a little better. Um, and I would say that, that the only way to truly keep this from happening is to have a perfect round penning, uh, foundation on them, which sometimes we kind of start to forget about that as we as we get the saddle on them and start doing all these other exercises to desensitize them to the rider and things like that. So, um, and other than that, this horse has been really, really good. I think, uh, he's going to be really, really sensitive and really fun to train. He has started to anticipate a few things, which is typical of sensitive horses. Like when we get on, he tries to walk off or when we stop him, he thinks he needs to yield his hindquarters or, you know, things like that where, where he's basically anticipating some action that we've had him do in the past in that scenario. And so we're going to have to be really, really careful not to, uh, to get into these habits that make it so he will anticipate stuff. So, so those are three problems we've run into. Um, I would say all of them are fairly minor, but they're things that we wanted to fix right off the bat. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up in this podcast is just that uh, the easiest way to fix a problem is to prevent it from happening. The second easiest way to fix a problem is right when it happens don't wait for a week or two or three to try to fix it I, I tell my trainers all the time I don't care what you're doing if the horse does something bad you stop and you fix that problem right now before you move on 
because it's much easier to address it right then than it is allow is to allow it to become a habit and then have to address it later on. This Bay Gilding is a good example of that. You know, he was kicking out a little bit. It won't be a big deal within three or four days. He'll be fine. But I'll tell you right now that if we didn't make him lope or we let him get away with this, he'd be the type of horse that'd start bucking people off real quick. Um, and he won't be like that. He'll be just fine. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get him to the point where he's really good. But this is something that you do have to watch very closely. So. Thanks for listening. We'll update you on where these Mustangs are at again in the future. We're having a lot of fun with them, and uh, we'll see you later.